Do you know, GT is not a small church, right? We have many services. We have our Bahasa service. We have the Tamil. We have our Chinese. Therefore, we have a lot of people currently here and also people who have passed through our church. You know, maybe they married and went to another church or they have, you know, got oxidation. A lot of people throughout so many years of Jet Tidings life have come through this doors. And therefore, one day I was going for a chap fan. My chap fan, I wanted to try this. Someone said, there's a new store in Taman Mega, you know, lots of uh, chap fan, you know, a, a variety of uh, food and so on. And so there I went with my uh, God family and I was looking around and hmm, sure got GT people one. So I look, lo and behold, yeah, Brother Leo and his wife was there. I will wave to them. Okay, and after that, after eating halfway, finishing, tuk, 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 tuk. oh, my a cell leader and husband came also, <laughs> came by. Hi, Janice. Oh, you first time? Oh, I also first time. Oh, okay. Everywhere we go, we meet people, and as pastors, probably they know us more, right? Then we know them because they see us. And I was in the hospital for my follow up. And I was sitting there and a lady stood up and said, you know, when they look at you and that means they recognize you, lah, right? Not this type of face, lah. Then I say, GT, ah, huh? GT, GT. Y- yeah, yeah. Pastor, ah? Yeah, oh hi. I feel quite familiar, but don't really know her, lah. So I said, Oh, you're from GT? Oh, oh yes, formerly from GT. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I mean now, yes, no, sorry, my fault. Now, yes, I'm in GT. But actually, I've, uh, those days, oh, Jalan Gasing days, uh, I was there in the service. Oh, okay, then you left us. Yeah, after that, some years I left already. Now I'm in the uh, Chinese church. Okay, I say, uh, do you know anyone? I want to find out. Do you know anyone when you were attending GT? Um, not really. Uh, nobody you knew? Pastor Gwen? Ah, Pastor Gwen. You knew Pastor Gwen because probably because of Pastor. Huh? Pastor Gwen. You didn't connect with anybody. You didn't have any, you know, sort of friends in the, in the church. No, I didn't, I didn't know people. So she left. And thank God now. She says she's in the Chinese church. I said, are you in a cell now? Yeah, yeah, I'm already attending cell. Then I said, wow. How did we miss you? Uh? For many years, thanks. Coming to church and nobody knew you, you know, you did not know anyone. It was sad for me. I like wanted to cry like that, you know, that type of thing. That. And then yesterday, I had, after the study service, there was one guy standing outside. I said, Hi, Pastor. Ah, yeah, I was the one who texted you to pray for my wife. Oh, okay. Two weeks ago, when I texted you, remember you were in hospital. So I asked you, then you connected me to another pastor who. Uh, and also connected uh, with uh, this, I connect with this pastor who prayed for my wife because my wife is in the hospital. I said, okay, brother, how long have you been GT? Two years in GT. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I do not know you, you do not know any one of us. Do you know there are people like this that happens, these things happens. People who have been attending GT, but they come and go. Nobody knows them. They don't know anyone. And it's sad for me. It's really sad. 
When you came into church this morning, what do you see? We are family. We are family. And I, my heart being, the pastor's heart being, that we will get to know our people. That we can pray with them, help them. And our people will be connected. That you will feel so part of this family. When you come in, you know people. And today I want to talk about three Ps in my life and in our lives that are so important. And how we deal with these three Ps, how our attitude with these three Ps will see how we cope with life, how we move on with life. The first P, my text is from Matthew chapter 6, uh, 25 to 34, but I'm going to read the verses as the uh, points come out, okay? So this week is self-emphasis. It's not just about selves, it's people. The first word is a people, Matthew 6, 25 to 26. Let me read. Or let us read together. Can we have the verses out there that we can read together? Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can one any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. People. What does God think about People. The verse that says in Matthew 5.26, Are you not more valuable than them? So here it talks about God's value towards people. It says, you know, people are the highest of His creation. The most valuable of His creation. It says, yes, look, we know that the birds of the air, we, I feed the birds of the air, the lilies of the field. I know you have needs, you have this need, that need. But do not worry because you are valuable. So God values people. You are more important than just the basic necessities of food, clothes, material things in life, riches in life. You, you as a person is valuable. We are valuable because we are made in the image and likeness of God. You are like God in a sense. You are made in His image. You possess intellect, free will. You have a power to choose. You are designed to lead purposeful life and meaningful life. Look at the people around you. Look at them, your neighbors. Do you know? Your neighbors? Do you know your family? Generally, we sit at the same place every Sunday. Am I right? How many of you are sitting at the same place? Yeah. So, same place one. Huh? I know there. I even know where Jeremy sits one. I will know where to look for him and Jeremy and he. No, they're there. But sometimes, towards people are just like objects. When we pass to them, we do not see the value of that person. We are more than just people. 
For you, when you come into a church this morning and every time, remember we are coming to modern people. We are valuable. We are family. And family members, we need to get to mingle, know one another. When we come back, we feel comfortable. We are valuable. And therefore, GTs, GT values you. Do you know what is our vision? What's our vision? Love God, touch lives. Yeah, that's our vision if you do not know. Love God and touch lives. Loving God and touching lives. That's our vision. We want to touch people. We want to be able to make a difference in people's lives because they are valuable. You know the context of Matthew 22, 37 to 39. That's where this comes from. Loving God and touching lives. Jesus was asked a question. What is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. The first and greatest commandment. And you know, Jesus immediately said this. And the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Nobody asked him what was the second. But Jesus connected loving God and loving people. That there is a flow. When you say you love God, you must love the people. You must love your family. Love God. Love people. That's what it says. It's like many people say, I love God, but I can't stand people, right? I can't stand people. I can't stand my neighbor. But it does not work that way. Because love God. And second is again, love your neighbor. Love your family, the person you're sitting next to. Turn to your name and say, hi, neighbor. Okay, so when you call them neighbor, you are entitled, you have to love them already. Because God said, love your neighbor. We learn from the scriptures that God is Trinity, right? God is a community. God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And therefore, as we are created in the image of God, God wants us to be like Him, to also be in community. God wants us to be in community with one another. And this is the Christian community that we are in, and God wants you to be plugged in. Not just coming at the fringes you know, of the Christian society, Christian family. Always fringe, just coming out, in, out, in. But not into the life of the church. Why we believe is in self is because that's where the life of the church flows and we want each of you to be plugged in. Cells about cells are about living in community. Cells are about doing life together, being connected in this church family. You know, psychology separates people into two basic personality types, right? Basically they will say introverts, extroverts. Then there's a third type. That's right, they say amphibots, I don't can't remember. So introvert, extrovert. So if I ask you, how many of you are introverts? Put up a hand. Someone says, hey, you are introverts, but never put up the hand. Lah. Because they're introvert, but they don't want to, to let no one know. So introverts are those generally who like to be by themselves. They enjoy being by themselves. The extroverts are love to have people, more talkative. The introverts are the more quiet ones. How many of you are extroverts? Oh, extroverts are just like the introverts. Someone says, 
I was looking at survey in the world generally. What are more extroverts or more introverts in in uh, in you know in the world? People. How many of you think that they are more extroverts? How many of you think got more introverts? Okay, more people put hand up for introverts. I was looking at a survey. It's like 50-50 in one sense. 50-50. But the introverts a little bit more. 50 point, maybe 7. Then maybe the one is 49 point something. But generally, I think Asians are, we are more introverts. Am I, am I not right? right? Introverts. That's why sometimes they say, Ayo, when you ask people to come out uh, to help, uh, very hard because the introverts will be sitting there and waiting for the extroverts. Uh, the extroverts, less them, uh, okay? And the extroverts sometimes, I don't know, maybe waiting for introverts or so. So therefore, because of, you know, sometimes of, of us being introverts, we are uh, a bit scared to mix around. Am I right? Some, Pastor Danny was telling me, he says that I think 70% are introverts. Uh, that one, I'm not sure. Maybe, huh? maybe. But today, today in this cell emphasis, whether you're introvert, extrovert, whatever word, lah, today we want to invite you. If you have not been connected to a cell group, if you have not, you know, joined one, if you are interested to find out, lah, just to say, okay, I'll find out, lah. What is the cell group about? What is Jiti talking about when you talk about cell group? What do they do? Whatever. Today, you are very privileged. You want to find out about cell group? You want to be connected to cell group? You're not in any cell. We have a premium gift for you, you know. Wow. I, I, okay, I'm no more introvert today. Huh? I will go and get my premium gift. Premium drink for you, specially for you. I cannot drink also because I'm in cell. I cannot. But if you are looking for a cell, you are interested to just find out only, as I said. Okay? Just go there, get your special drink from the counter. Right? And after that, go and join. You know, there's a, a, there's a connect table there or connect you know, boxes there. Just go there and have your bike. We have refreshment for you too, you know. Uh, today's special. Uh, free, no charge. Uh, free, FOC. Go oh, and sit there. There'll be connectors, people there. My lead, our leaders are there. Just to ask about, hey, so why, uh, why you want me join cell? Or tell me more. That's it. And as long as you are GT family, GT family, huh? GT family today. How many of you are GT family? Ah, yeah, all of you are GT family. We will have some food for you, lah. Huh? Food, muruku. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. Just not just muruku. Uh, some tidbits for you, some sandwiches, some kueh. And then, the adults is this section. Okay? Please take note, huh? Maranatha. This side. Young adults and youth fellowship garden. Go there. Oh, some you came in and smell, no? It smells something, but they are cooking there. I know your youth will be attracted there. I mean, the young, the adults will also be attracted there. I know, I know. Yeah, not, huh? But try to let the youth have their makan first, huh? If got extra, we just go, lah. Huh? Huh? I'm sure the youth will share with us if there's extra. They have their burger, whatever. Lah. So therefore, today, we have family. We have that festivity, you know, to celebrate. There's also the photo booth. Take photo. Take go and We are family. All of us have handphones. No need to have a photographer one. Huh? So just go and take photo. Today, let's have that familyness. 
introvert, extrovert, whatever, just get to know one another. And today, when you go home after service, wow, that was good. I felt that belonging. But how does that happen? You. You make it happen. So therefore, today, connect. Now, Matthew 16, 18. You know, Jesus told Peter, he said, and on this rock, I will build my church. On the confession of Jesus being Christ, I will build my church. And of course, we know the church is not the church building. The word, Greek word, translated church is ecclesia, meaning the called out ones, out of darkness into his light. These people, the congregation is called out of darkness. They are the church. So therefore, when Jesus says, I will build my church, he said, I'm building you. I'll build my Christian community. And the Christian community that Christ builds, it's not going to be a weak church that doesn't know when another doesn't, uh, you know, have that relationship. But the church is strong in fellowship, in love, in unity, in service together. That's the church that God says, Jesus says, I will build my church. You are the church that's going to build that Christian community that's building. Look at so many verses. Psalms 1, 2, 3, verse 1 says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25 is our text for this year, our main theme. And let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together. This is what the Word of God says. Don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We see Christ is coming soon. Come on, people. Come on, people. Come on, church. Meet together. Get together. Encourage one another. And in the early church, we see in Acts 2, 46 to 47, how they gathered together. That was a habit. Meeting together, eating together, worshipping together. And the result, the Word of God says, as they did this together, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I must thank God for Janice, what she said. How about the church, uh, what the cell did together, you know, sitting with uh, pre-believers, sharing with their testimony and the gospel, and God added to them souls. That's what we are going to do. That's what we should do. When we gather together, when we have uh, that, that type of relationship, people see, hey, these people are so different, yeah? See the love, see the encouragement. And God will add as we do His will. The second thing that I need to do is, okay, that was the first word, people. So see people. Each of you as family. Second is the problems in life. Let's read the problems in life. Can everyone read together? One, two. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into fire, Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? 
So do not worry saying what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear for the pagans. Run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added as given to you as well. Now, verse 34. Let us read together verse 34. Everybody want to three. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So we know that we all face problems. All people face problems. How many of you face already a problem this morning? Huh? Already? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a problem this morning, and it's still very early, you know. Yeah, we face problems. Finance problems, some we face uh, people problems, we face um, children, we face health problems, and... Uh, business problem and all, all of this, we face problems. Oh, everyone face problems. So people have problems and worst of all is when we face problems and we have no one, nobody to help us, nobody to pray with us, nobody to counsel us. And it's sad, isn't it? And so Ecclesiastes says, 4, 9 and 10 says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity. Pity means, yeah, in Chinese, in the expression. So sad. Pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them. So why we believe in cells? Because we know we need one another. We need to encourage one another, serve one another, pray for one another. All the one another's in the New Testament, 59 of them. We need that one another. So throughout my years, I've been many years here, 20, 30 years as pastor here, zone pastor, cell pastor, ladies pastor. I've seen how cells, have provided real community to a member. Probably the member had a death in the family. They had a failure in the family. And therefore, because of that, they had the, the sales was there for them, encouraging them, building them up. And they pulled through successfully because there was a people, a community of people who loved them enough to hang in with them and stand with them. You know what is the secret actually? It's not that I can meet your need or all of us can meet each other's need. The main thing about the cell group is this. Great small groups celebrate success, suffer with one another. They expect God to do more than they can do themselves. And that's the secret. It is looking unto God who is in the midst of us. It's not that I am clever, I got answers for you. You know, I can help you out. But we together, we sometimes say, God, I, we do not know what to do, but you can do it, God. And so therefore, the self will praise for that family. The self will uphold, God, you know, the addiction that that person is facing. You've got to help them. And when we going to pray as a group of people who love them, we can see three lives change. We can see miracles for them. That's why Matthew 18.20 is still a wonderful verse for us. And when two or three are gathered in his name, them I in the midst of them. 
There am I. Jesus is there. I am here with them as a group because as they are gathered in my name. You know, we did ask some of the leaders one question. What is the greatest inspiration being a cell leader? And I just want to share one. One of them, a young adult cell leader who says this. What inspired him was seeing a community of believers encouraging and building each other up in faith to see the members have a safe space. Right? The young adult likes to use this word, safe space. It's safe. Uh, we will use biblical community, maybe. Right? You save space. Okay? Uh, the young adult word. Trusting each other and go through different seasons together. Basically, cell is our second family. Seeing our own family achieve certain milestones. Wow, as a cell leader, that brings so much joy to him. A safe place where we come together to care for one another. Now, we ask pastors, how about our pastors? Huh? Don't you have a community? Don't you need a community? I thank God I have a community. Yeah. I have my own cell group, you know. Right? On, uh, my cell group meets uh, in, in the pastoral meetings. <laughs> the cell group meets in prayer time. Right? We have prayer, we go for lunch. And so I have a community of my cell pastors. I'm mean, the pastors. Pastoral team, especially my English friends, because we work together close. And so therefore we have. And recently, two weeks ago, I was admitted to hospital. And I was had so high a fever. I didn't know I was shivering. I didn't know what happened. I was just shivering, shivering, shivering. And I was, you know, and so my cell member, my cell member, Pastor Lee Kwan Ming, uh, and his wife came. You better go, hospital. Then someone sent ambulance, you know. Bring ambulance. Okay, ah, got ambulance already. Uh, what? No, no, ambulance cannot take you to Sunway. Only take uh, this government hospital. So my cell member drive me to hospital. I check in. My doctor saw me and said, okay, not sure where is dengue and so on. And because of my marker, my infection marker was so high, he said, cannot go back today. Only two, maybe he will stay until Wednesday. And that time, my, my God family, uh, Mei-Ling got in, the adults, they were away on, uh, in the UK for their daughter's graduation. And so I had two teenagers to take care of, two teenagers to fetch. Ah, I had to go to the hospital and I was just thinking, I wonder these two teenagers, when they look at me, <laughs> am I going away? Are we going to be alone, you know? Are we gonna, who's going to take care of us? But my cell group was there for me. Next day, got people come to my, uh, send me breakfast in hospital. Ji Chong Fan for breakfast. And after that, got people visit me, bring food. Actually, I really did not have appetite. Actually, I did, really did not have appetite. I was so bad that I just see food also, I, I want to throw up. In the but they would think of me bringing food. Uh, then on Wednesday, Pastor, Pastor Kevin said, Who's fetching you back? And then when the doctor said, okay, you can, you can go home, you know. Go home, even though your marker is high, but you go back and rest. Pastor Karen came. Thank you, cell member. <laughs> my cell member, stand lah, stand lah. Let them see lah. My cell member, yeah, my cell member came, take me home, you know, bring a lot of things to help me carry and then went eat lunch with me, you know, before we go back. 
And then Thursday come, my cell member went through. Cell member went through. Stand up, please. Wow, do you know she's a good cook? She's a good chef, you know. You say, what you want to eat? Huh? I cook for you. What you want? I said, yeah, okay, la, porridge. La. Mince meat porridge, okay? Must be minced meat. I don't like fish porridge. So she, okay, okay, okay. Came to my house, sit there with me, let me eat. And, and, and also after that, I was not feeling well. She took me to the hospital. This is my cell member. Oh, praise God for this cell member. Pastor Mary also came. Make sure I got food also in the hospital. Thank you, cell member. Pastor Mary. See huh? Because they know you maybe. And then now my cell leader also came, no? You know who my cell leader? Huh? Cell leader, can stand up please? <laughs> Let's give my cell leader a hand. My cell leader came with my, hey, where's your husband gone? I, uh, my cell member is her husband, Josh Das. Huh? Three of them came with Pastor Ruth. Pastor Winston, Pastor Josh, and also, oh, Pastor Josh is there. Ah, hi, Pastor Josh. Thank you, cell, cell member. They were here, they went to, when I was, uh, when they came to visit me, they had to wait for me because I went for my uh, ultrasound check. They want to see any blockage in my, my tummy and so on there. And so therefore, there was a check and then they had to wait outside. So when I came out with, my, uh, with a wheelchair, uh, because they had to wheel me, no strength. And then my cell leader uh, told the nurse, you know, don't worry, we send her back to the ward. We will wheel her back to the ward. Then the nurse says, can, can you take, take, take. And then my cell leader, uh, my cell leader, uh, assigned my cell member to push me back to the ward. Good, huh? Delegation, ma. At first, I know, he tried to push her because he's got knee problems, cannot. I said, Pastor, you think I'm very light in it? Do not push. So, Pastor Josh, thank you. So you see, I have a cell community who loves me. And I have cell members too. My church community. You are my church community who prayed for me, who text me, how are you? Thank you, Karen, Kim, Kiming Day. You know what they did? Most of my children, sometimes no food. They, even, no, they grab food for my children. <laughs> They grab food for my children. Make sure they grab the Vietnamese food and so on. So therefore, I have a church family here. So give yourself a hand. Come on. You are my church family who love me. And I'm sure many of us members experience that too. Our church family. Myself family. Wow. They love me enough. So we have problems. But we have people who stand with us. Help us along. Now, there are people who will say, ah, you know, I don't want to go sales. You know why? Because the P in people is the P in problem. You know, people are problems. I have enough problems of my own. I don't want to go because ah, more problems because people. I met this lady and no, I cannot get along with her. She talks so much. And I just cannot take it. And so therefore, I've left the cell. And you have heard all these stories before. How do we do with problems in life? Problems can be stepping stones that I can grow. Or the problem in life can stumble us and fall. 
And because of that stumble, we never grew. You know, the Bible has also a lot of issues of people who have problems with one another, right? The two ladies, Udeo and Cindy K, who, you know, the, I think Paul says, you know, help them, help them to agree with one another. What more? The giants. Two giants, Barnabas and Paul. Paul and Barnabas. They were giants in faith and yet, do you know they had problems? Because they were serving together at first and then John Mark was the nephew of uh, Barnabas went along, but somehow he stopped going, you know, he turned back during the first campaign. And so far, during the second campaign, Barnabas said, let's take Mark along. But Paul said, no, of course not. Why should we take him? I don't know what's the reason, but probably he feel, you know, he left us. Oh, you know, it will not happen again. And so therefore, the Bible says there was such a sharp contention between Paul and Barnabas that they went their separate ways. If you are a cell leader and you have members like this, who do you think is right? Paul or Barnabas? Huh? You say, Paul, ah, of course, Paul is the apostle, ah, so famous. You know, he's the one who will make the right call. No, Barnabas, Barnabas is a very encouraging He, you know, but Paul is like persecuted type, you know, yeah, strong. Then you will say, who's right and who's wrong? Many times you cannot. You ask me, so I say, anyone's guess? Sometimes this is not on doctrinal things. This is not on the biblical things. This is an option sometimes, right? It's a choice, a, a judgment call because of the person's experience. Maybe Paul is right, maybe Barnabas is right. But that's not the important thing. They continue steadfastly in the work of the Lord. They chose to disagree agreeably. They went their separate ways, continue their ministry. And that's how many times we need to deal with issues in life. The two things that we need. We need to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of love. And iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. So if you're in a cell where somebody maybe rubs you, that's the opportunity for you to stepping stone to spiritual growth. Stepping stone to the things of the Lord. Greater things of patience, of love, of forgiveness for you. So don't turn away from self just because you have problems with people. It's a pruning, probably it's a pruning process for us. It's an iron shopping, sharpen iron. Last thing, I hurry up because of time. The last thing is the area of purpose. Area of purpose. Do you have a purpose in life? The Bible says, seek first. His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All things will be added unto you. Everybody singing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. A song long ago, we haven't sung a long time, yeah? It's a beautiful song. But do we believe it? Do we follow it? The 
purpose in life here. He says, hey, you know, I know you have needs. I know you have, you know, your worries, which the Bible says, do not worry. You have your troubles, you have your, you know, expectations, you have your uh, pursuing after, you know, the daily life things, the daily needs. You have that. But God says, you know, don't worry about all these things. You're valuable. Don't worry about all these things. But seek first. Your first pursuit in life should be the kingdom of God and His righteousness. What does it mean? Seek God's kingdom and righteousness. Because actually, it's just mean that. Put God first. Put God first in your life. Priority is the main thing here, therefore. It's not that, oh, I'm going to miss church because I have a lot of other things to do, you know. I cannot come to service. And many people... I, I, sometimes it just stuns me, you know, they don't go to church because of this, that, that, and they have been missing church because pursuing other things. Put God first. That, you know, Sabbath day is not an option unless you're sick, you know, really something happens, you know, you need to go for, to help a family member. But put God first, you know, in your life. That you say, hey, my self-help is very important. I don't simply miss to go for other things. Self-family is important. Put God first in your life. Priority, that's what it means. And secondly, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Putting the reign of Christ first in our life is about your willingness to be discipled. Your willingness to say, hey, you know, I want to grow. I want to transform. And you know, cell group. Cell group. We believe in self-group because it's the best way to make and develop disciples. It's the best way. You know why? Because in self-groups, when we come together, as a new believer, I see how older Christian lives. I see how I want to learn how to pray. I say, okay, that's how we pray. Then I learn to pray. I want to witness that. Say, okay, that's how I follow you and that's how I see you witness. The cell is the best way of growing. You say, I don't know how to grow. I don't know how I'm many five years, ten years Christian, but I'm still like that. But how? go. Go into a cell and learn from those that have gone before you. I just want to share with you some of the cell leaders. You know, as I said, we ask the cell leaders, what is the greatest inspiration being a cell leader? What is the inspiration? What's the greatest inspiration? You know, cell leaders, share with us. And these are some things that the cell leaders share. Sun Hao, PJ1. He says, My greatest inspiration being a cell leader is seeing God touch lives. And my cell is developing their gifting to serve God. Seeing them change, seeing them serve God. Secondly, Emilia Ching youth. It, says, it was from watching my previous cell leader. The way she led, the way she loved, cared for the people. Her very intentional conversations and meetups with us individually really blessed my heart and my life as a whole. I saw the impact and influence she made in the lives of the cell members. Therefore, it stirred me to do the same. Discipleship. I learned, I also disciple. Disciple making. That's how it goes. Next one. Michelle Fu, young adult, Kota Damansara. 
One of the main push factors that keeps me going on as a cell leader after 11 years is a marvellous work that God has and still is doing in some of my cell members' lives. Over the years, I've been very privileged to see quite a few of them who joined us ourselves, either as new Christians or really quite and, uh, shy individuals to go on to be leaders in their own capacity. One story which comes to mind is a lady from East Malaysia who joined us when she was a student in KL. Once she graduated, she returned to her homeland, served in her church in various ministries. She went on to be a worship leader and a cell leader. She's now a zone leader and is carrying the torch high and bright for Christ. She not only serves in her church, but reaches out to various individuals in her workplace as well. That's what discipleship is about. That's what cells are about. Making disciples who go out there and make disciples. One more? Come. Do you have someone? Gaoyokui, PJ3. My greatest inspiration being a cell leader is seeing God touch lives and my cellies developing their gifting. Hey? Is it one same? I think, right? <laughs> but it's something like that. I think maybe. That. But what he's saying is uh, developing. Okay, I have it here. Yeah, following from the principle of sowing and reaping, this is the one that's actually from him. My greatest inspiration of being a cell leader is my own personal spiritual growth and as I play my part in the spiritual growth of my cell members. Last one, youth. Oh, sorry, college. Chris MJ. What inspires me to be a cell leader is really the cell leaders I had before me and seeing how much impact they've made in my life. I would love also to give back by serving to inspire others. As I receive, I give. That's making disciples. I receive and I'm going to give. The best way to make disciples is through the cell. Won't you join the cell? Won't you be there to say, I want to grow. I want to be a disciple maker. So in conclusion, if you want to add me one more P, it's promise. Right? Our people, how we face problems, what is our purpose in life? Seeking God's will first. Promise that God has for you. And you seek me, you find me, and all these things will be added unto you. God will bless you. God will reward you. God will give you more than we deserve. As well, it says, and all these things will be added to you as well. As well. That means there's more other things. This one, the basic, yeah, no problem. Other things as well. If you are willing, say, God, I commit my life to you. Seek me first, the kingdom of God. And I will know, God, you will take care of me. I won't do not neglect the spiritual matters in life. Let's stand to our feet as we close.